good how are you good. um is that how you people actually talk down there no no not really that, how many people in your immediate area actually talk like a you know weird southern the way that we see on tv none really none you mean where i am okay. in georgia or in louisiana because honestly neither yeah new orleans oh are those different <laughs> yes <laughs> no i thought it was just if you go if you go like an hour outside state. of new orleans then Maybe two hours. People oh, really? talk a little bit more like that. But oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the worst, the worst, uh, the worst dialect that I heard out of a person was in Jersey. Some guy was speaking Jersey so bad I could I could not understand him. It was bizarre. Was it in New Orleans? Because <laughs> they always no. say we sound like we're from Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. The what's that called? The, the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Accent. Yeah. Why is that? I forgot. Oh, they said it's the, the immigrants. Thing, it's the. Was it? The, oh, you're blaming the immigrants. Okay. <sighs> I heard also it was like uh like people who work at ports or something like that. Yeah. Like the same. Yeah. I think That's so. And, so. and they were from and they were from the same you know origin countries. And right. It right. kind of came from there, but it's yeah. kind of weird, isn't it? That is, it's it's utterly fascinating, actually, to think that, like, if in the popular imagination there is zero connecting New Yorkers and people in Louisiana and New right. Orleans, right? Yeah. But you look into it, and the history kind of connects the two, at right. least in speech patterns, and it's thoroughly fascinating. It yeah, really is. That, that was really it cool. Um, that actually brings up something I've been I I, uh, I want to talk about for a long time. Okay. There was a there was a podcast I listened to about um, 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 one of the most influential inventions in the last uh, 60 years in terms of trade. What do you think it was? Um, I'd like to hit you. I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't even have a clue. Give get, me. Get give the, me three get, choices. Getting the violence in early here. <laughs> uh, I'll give you. Let's see. I'll give you. A, let me see. I'll give you some hints here. Okay. All right. Um. Um. It. Uh, it uh, happened because of the freeway system in the 50s, and uh, it's probably why everybody blames globalism for all our ills. I have no clue. None. It's the um, standardized uh, Connex box. The 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 uh, what is it called? The um, what? 
the boxes that you see on uh, on truckers, they they drive them around and they put them on boats and those things. Huh? Transportation. <laughs> Transportation hauling? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I heard this. Uh, I heard this great podcast. It was about um, how we used to do things before. One dude said, "Hey, we should uh, we should just standardize these um, boxes." And what it was is, uh, you see, what happened was is uh, if you wanted to ship something uh, to a, a, a faraway place. Um, and especially to other countries, what you would do is you would pay somebody to drive it to a dock. Then you would pay dock workers to load it on a boat. Then you would pay the wow. boat, ship it somewhere, and then you would have to pay the dock workers to unload it onto another truck, and you would have to pay the truck workers as well. So you'd have to – all of – like every company had to do all of this, right? Well, what this guy said is like – why don't we standardize all of this so that you just have a great big box, there's a big crane, you fill all your, your boxes at the factory with all your junk, you put it on a truck, the truck drives to the dock, the, the crane puts it on a boat, the boat goes across the channel, whatever, wherever it's going, and then you deliver it the same way. And that made everything much more efficient and and everything became cheaper and that's why like it's cheaper for me in southern california to buy an orange uh grown in latin america than it is to buy one that's grown across the street oh wow why is that well it's because shipping is so yeah. unbelievably cheap that the labor uh in latin america to pick that orange is cheaper than the labor here because it's so cheap to deliver isn't that amazing that is but amazing. The, the, so this was in, um, I think it was the Money Planet Money podcast. Oh, which I is, like Planet Money. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, they were just looking at it from an economic standpoint, but but one of the like one of the tiny little throwaway sentences that they had in it was really fascinating to me, which is they said one of the big losers of this massive change in technology and advance advancing trade is the unions because the 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 we needed way more longshoremen back then huh. and if you read history so much of our um labor history has to do with longshoremen at these at these uh uh you know places at these docks right well that doesn't really matter anymore because we standardize these things and we need fewer people to unload things at the docks and to load things at the docks and so that weakened the strength of the unions at these uh at the ports isn't that fascinating is that is that still the case even with all the stuff going on with our supply issues well that's kind of why it's it's coming it's it's in the uh you know it's uh, people are talking about it now right. because of what's happening. Uh, no, so so the people who have power now that still work at the long at the at the ports, they have a lot of power. But but it's, it's a few, different group. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, actually, Scott Lincecum sent me the guy from uh, where is he from? American Enterprises? No, he's from Cato Institute. Yeah. Um, he sent me. Um, I got really aggravated at all these dumb people blaming the free market for what's going on and uh i sent him this uh drunken dm like can you believe this wow. is like i'm like so upset about this but 
like it's driving me crazy and there's very few people that I can talk to about it. And so he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, this is my everyday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he tweets about that pretty, pretty um, consistently. Yeah. It's got to be tough for him. He's just rolling his eyes all day at all these dumb, ignorant tweets. But anyway, so he sent me his article on um, on what's actually happening happening at the ports, and it's utterly, utterly fascinating. But one of the things that that it points out is that um, is that there's far fewer uh, uh, union people at the at the ports, but they're still there. And one of the big unionized jobs is a crane. Uh, yes. That was right. fascinating to me. See that one? Yeah. Yeah. So, was that real? Was that true? Yeah. Well, he. I mean, according to him, he could be lying. Who knows? He's a right-wing <laughs> conservative extremist. So uh, he's like he's like a free market. He's like a libertarian free market right. extremist. And uh, he. Um, we had him on the podcast. Do you remember that? No, I wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you weren't here at the time, but. <laughs> but uh, I remember it. If I wasn't there, yeah, I, I bet you remember listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he taught he came he came on and he talked about like monkey law it was crazy i'm not even joking he talked about monkey law forever is this one of the lost episodes or can no. i go back and listen to this oh it is one of the lost episodes i'll have to find it let me write it let me write it down yeah it was with matt i should uh i should find it find write this. down monkey law let's come monkey law episode yeah very 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 important anyway so he was saying um that uh that the the longshoremen are that are unionized that run the cranes are are really like they're like these princely figures that uh that terrorize the uh, sound like a bunch of jerks is what they sound like like jerks yeah so they work for they they take very long breaks they force the truckers the truckers are independent many of them yeah and so they're going to go pick up the loads and the crane operators are like screw you i'll i'll you know uh i'll drop your load whenever i want and so they'll yeah not funny not funny (laughs) just you know just grow up <laughs> is this how you watch the uh the hallmark movies just waiting for your references is that is that what you do <laughs> okay go yeah anyway so uh they don't literally say that because they would be made fun of but uh they say something <laughs> similar like some similar to that and uh and yeah and so these people have to wait there and they get screwed and they get they don't get paid 200 literally 250 they retaliate against them oh, that's sorry. how much that's how much the crane operators get paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year it's and then they un- they retaliate against the truck drivers when they complain if the truck drivers complain then they retaliate against them and they and they get screwed even more so, don't ban them they'll ban them from the shipyard they'll yeah, have the police come and escort them out can you imagine can't crazy, even crazy. do your job at all because some so, despotic yeah. crane operator so what what Scott points out is that these problems have been, you know, have been getting worse and worse for decades. And it's because of government getting in the way and putting in these restrictions and defending the unions and all that. And so when you have a, a worldwide you know, pandemic the way we had, um, it's, uh, <gasps> oh, no. Uh-oh. What? This just my my tweet deck woman killed on set of Alec Baldwin film after apparent prop gun misfire. <gasps> uh, Why does that keep happening, people? 
That's really oh. bad. Yeah, there's a bunch of just really horrible stuff in there. Oh. To that I put in the papillons and then yeah. you told people not to, not to not to click and they did. And they regret they, it now. They but they they knew that their joy was gonna be thieved if they clicked. So Yeah. That's the thing is you cannot resist knowing that like if I put in a link in there and you know it's gonna steal your joy, you can't resist it. You gotta click it. Well, I can't, but I can try to encourage others to. Yeah, no, but that just that just makes them want to do it more. Ugh. That's 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 what I depend on. That's what my it's depressing. Uh, it is depressing. But uh, so anyway, so he point he pointed out that you know uh, regulation got us to the point that it screwed over the uh, the uh, supply chains that everybody's talking about now, and uh, and he lays out very good, very long argument. Before, he was a uh, I felt bad because he sent it to me and I was like, awesome, thanks. And then I went to click on it and it was behind a paywall and I was like, Pff. oh, that's like, embarrassing. Like giving my hard earned money to National Review. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are rhinos. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love National Review. I know you're still mad at CW. Oh, oh, let's not read that up. But, uh, but anyway, no, I, I was like, ah, oh, shoot, I should I should just pay for, you know, access to National Review because I like them anyway. Um, but, uh, but I, I got lazy and I put it off and uh, I felt bad because I, you know, I, I intimated yes, that you... I would tweet this thing out if he sent it to me. But then he sent it to me and I was like, listen, I can't get past your paywall. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so then, dude, I shouldn't tell you this. So then two days later, he was like, here, you cheap Mexican here. Like, you know, <laughs> he's like, here, you cheap Mexican here. Have the have the non paywall link, which was at Kate. <laughs> So you all like if you you know if you want to uh, if you want to support good uh, good free market stuff then go to the National Review thing and pay your money but if you don't you can go to Cato and get it for free because they're libertarians they don't give a damn but uh, that's right but uh, anyway yeah uh, he 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 makes a very long argument as to why you know this is actually happening and it's it's really quite maddening right because you see so many on the left who are like actually I mean they're the stupid people are joining forces on both sides because it's these people who who hate you know globalism or whatever and so they're like see if we had everything produced in America then everything would be great right now you wouldn't have these supply chain issues right. and uh, and what they're not you know uh, what they're not taking into account is that is the government uh, regulation is is to blame for a lot of these issues it's not not globalism per se but uh but then everyone on the left is jumping on this too it's such it's just such an easy dumb populist point to make that you know if we uh if we force everything to be produced in america then everything is going to be great but there's a ton of things that we are i mean like you know one of the big things is um microchips right right um my, our, some of our microchips are not made here, and because of that, there's a shortage, and it's it's affecting the um, the uh, automobile market. Yeah. yeah, all this stuff, and I mean, we just don't have all of those um, all of those rare uh, metals right. to do that. So you just you can't do that. Like in for some things, for some things you can, but it's for everything else, it's just going to be inefficient. It's going to be very very costly because yeah. labor here is much more expensive than it is everywhere else and the thing is the thing that gets me upset about all this like buy america stuff some of it i subscribe to but not all of it is like you people have a choice to do this right now 
you can pay you can pay a hundred dollars for a t-shirt that's made in America um, where people are paid twenty five dollars an hour to make it. You can do that. Nobody chooses to do that. Right. So, mm. I, so I don't understand why they want to pass laws to force everyone else to do that. Like if you want to support, you know, your local uh, uh, workers, you can do that right now. And I, I do that. I try to do that myself mm-hmm. uh, when I buy local. But it's it's silly to, to force laws, to push laws, to force everyone else to do it. And especially who's it going to hurt? It's going to hurt the poor people because right. they can't afford they can't afford to pay, you know, 50 bucks for a shirt, 60 bucks for a shirt. I can because I live in a ditch. I have very low right. uh, uh, living. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, though the so rent. You need to you need to send me that thing that. Um, yeah. Cato, I'd like to read that. Does it go into any of the current issues like does it link all the problems that led up to our supply chain oh, yeah. woes now oh yeah definitely yeah does it go into because i have not seen a lot of this in the media i think i i asked you about this um about whether it was the union that was holding up them moving to a 24-hour um cycle at the ports because some of the ports were operating 24 hours a day and there was one in particular was it the one um, one of the ones in California that was not, and they said that they had worked out some kind of deal where it was now going to be like, how, what, I'm wondering if that was union related and <clears throat> I mean, if it was just a small part of our overall supply chain issues, it might not have been one of the main drivers to the issue, but it seems like wherever the unions are concerned, we don't get a lot of coverage. That's true. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, and to be honest, uh, you know, like this is a very complex issues and, and there's a lot of stuff that 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 goes. In. I mean, it's a long article. I just sent it to you. Okay. Um, uh, I don't remember if he touched upon that Okay. Uh, because I read it uh, three years ago. No, just that's kidding. what I thought. Let me just uh, let me just uh, he has a he has a, a summary at the end. Let me just go through it. Okay. On the surface, the pandemic is the main cause of the shipping crisis and the related pain to the U.S. economy. And given the wild swings in global supply and demand and players' inability to snap their fingers and add new ships, warehouse trains, or maybe even workers, these pressures will continue for the next several months, if not longer. But dig a little deeper, and we see that many of the current mess in the United States was decades in the making, reflecting systemic labor and trade policies that decrease the efficiency and flexibility Mm. that U.S. ports and the economy reliant on them enjoy in the best of times and desperately need in the worst. Sure, these same policies undoubtedly enrich a handful of U.S. workers and companies, but the shipping crisis has revealed some of their much bigger, usually unseen harms and the necessity of reform. Broader lessons abound. Um, I'm, sh- and, and I'm so sure we'll, is, le- we'll learn nothing from this. <laughs> oh, no, no, it never does. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do think like that is that's one of the lessons I've come to understand is that like you can have bad things that are they're bad for the economy but the economy our economy is so massive and so strong and so powerful that it's going to be fine like it's you know like i i it's just in the last you know ever since i get i started having interest in politics there's been so many people that say like oh if you do this it's going to kill the economy it's going to kill the economy there's a lot of things dragging the economy down bad regulations and over regulations but there's a lot of things that we can do where it's not going to kill the economy but it's not going to be good either. Right. And that's how we should argue. Not like everything is a disaster and everything is, 
You no, know? it has to be a disaster for people to click on it. Well, that's the problem, right? Because and, and, they and, need their joy thieved. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. But, uh, but, yeah, Reed, it's really good. And uh, and listen to that podcast. It's It was so good. I was, like, shocked. They said that there was an economic uh, – econo- economists got together, and they tried to figure out what the the um, – the economic uh, impact was of of them going from you know unloading and loading things to having a uh, a standardized uh, shipment box and that in the few in the years that they underwent that change was like the the most growth they've ever seen in trade wow. and it was attributed to that and they said that change has done more to grow trade globally and grow wealth and grow, you know, products for uh, everyone across the world more than any of the trade agreements made between any countries. It's like a, amazing. That's amazing. It's incredible. And it destroyed unions, which is wonderful. That's so awesome. just just good all the way around. It should but, be a conservative holiday. <laughs> it should, right? Yeah, it should. <laughs> we should do that. That'd be great. But, we should uh, make our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that, uh, so there's that. There's that. What else do you got on your little list? Well, again, let's see. I know that prior to this, it's Halloween season. Prior to this, you were known as a candy DM, ma'am. I was, yes. I want to know if you're going to be the candy corn, ma'am, now. <laughs> um, no, I'm not no. going to be. I'd prefer to What's be your... referred to as candy DM, ma'am, candy um, DM going ma'am. forward. That's... What's your position on on candy corn? I'm because pro there's candy lo- corn. Yeah, me too. I don't understand why people have such hatred for candy corn. Me neither. But that's I think- because I like candied yams. I like sweet things. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I think they dislike them because our experience as uh, as old people, because we're now withered and old, oh. we're younger, right? When you went to go get uh, Halloween uh, candies, people would dump candy corns not in packages. They would just dump them into your oh, bag. Oh, like loose then, candy corn? Like, yeah, loose yeah. candy corn. And then they'd pick up all the lint and dirt at the bottom of your bag, so you'd never eat okay. them because they were so gross. But if you had, like, new candy corn, they're fine. They're, they're per- like, what are they? They're just, like, it's sugar. Just sugar, isn't it? Sugar, like, with some kind of thickening agent. That's, like, that's it. All. I mean, what is is there not to like? Just make it in the shape of a yam. That could only make it better. I've heard that you uh, make them in the shape of of chicken fingers, and then you put ketchup on them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I should do that. That would look so disgusting. That would look awesome. Give me some kitchen finger and ketchup candy corn. That would be awesome. This uh, This is not right. Anyway, uh, that's good to know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much pro candy corn, but like not a lot of them. It, candy corn is like you can't have a lot. My gosh, candy corn is like craft beer. You can have a few and they're fine, but you can't have a lot. I don't like, like any can't... beer at all, but I like all sugar. Oh, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's <my> quote. <laughs> I don't like any beer at all, but I like sugar. All right. <laughs> Candied yams, candied corn, kitchen fingers, and ketchup. Oh, yeah. Although that's like staples. Your food food pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a pyramid made out of sugar cubes. Yeah. The basic food groups. That's good. Very good. Um, So, uh, so what do you have? Anything? Do you got anything? Let's see. 
Nothing fun. I wrote down um, you were talking in the DMs about a Christmas special that's coming up on Hallmark that you really wanted to watch. <laughs> I believe I you know. said it was called Ho 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 Bag Christmas. <laughs> have a have a Ho 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 Bag Christmas. Is that what it's called? <laughs> was that the name of it? I don't know. You're the I'm gonna one have to, I'm gonna look it up on my my TV guide. See oh. if I can record it. You still get the TV guide. <laughs> No, I don't. Do they still make those? I, I think they think, do. I don't think no. they do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Danica Danica McKellar is going to be having the the big premiere on Hallmark. And you know what you didn't notice in that is that the other guy in the movie was also in Wonder Years. You were so fixated on the oh, fact really? that it was Danica, oh, and you're who, still mad at her that you didn't even notice. Who was it? Who was it? It was um, Kevin's brother. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he like got into drugs and stuff. He Just might have. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, but he's he's doing better. I guess so. He's in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of like I'm thinking I'm thinking back at my memories of looking at that video, and I don't even remember who that guy was or what he looked like. Wow. Yeah, that's how enraged I was that you posted <laughs> that. <laughs> I did. I did. So there's lots of debate in the DMs about <clears throat> Christmas Hallmark actresses and who deserves to have the premiere. And we all have our favorites. And many believe that Danica McKellar has usurped other Hallmark <laughs> ladies. Yeah. Waltzed. She waltzed in. And, <laughs> she, and stole. she waltzed in with her ho, ho, ho bag Christmas carol. And you would think she was she would be a bigger uh, star given uh Given how you know how many people, how many boys especially remember her from. Uh, that is from, what Hallmark uh, is built on. It's built on uh, sentimentality. Um, so it's all of these okay. actresses. Um, like one of them is Lacey Chabert. That's who we were talking about before. She was on Party of Five. Uh, um, Candace Cameron. She's huge on Hallmark. So it's all these actresses that were in 80s and 90s shows that have now found kind of a comeback on Hallmark. So uh, that's why it appeals to those of us that, you know, can't get are past a certain it. age. We can get past it, sir. <laughs> you you choose, can't get past you it. You're still angry about I did, Cooper. I didn't bring her up. You brought her up. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyways, let's see. Um, oh, I had a... There was okay. I have a question for you. This is okay. a good one. See if you can answer this. This is a good theoretical question. It's not nice. a, like a practical thing. Yeah. Can you be racist in banning something that doesn't exist? What? Or banning, ban, banning, uh, uh, people of color from doing something if it doesn't exist. Wait, is that? Yeah. What do you think? Can that be racist? Yeah, is that racist? I don't know. It sounds stupid. (laughs) It's like the minority report of racism. I don't know. Okay. All right. So this this is what I've come to realize. I had a tweet about this today. Is uh, on critical race theory. There's a there's a bunch of contradictory arguments, and I see this all the time whenever um, there's a tweet about it. And so I I screenshotted it for posterity, but. What I what I'm seeing is people defending CRT 
is they'll say, well, they'll laugh, and I've seen this on MSNBC, they'll laugh and say it's so stupid because CRT supposedly, supposedly, is a uh, is like only taught in law school. They're like, so full of it. I mean, the right. ugh, whatever. Yeah. So they'll say like it's not even taught in in uh, in in public school or whatever. Right. So that's literally what Bakari Sellers says. Bakari Sellers is like this guy is always on CNN, yeah. CBC, whatever. But then Ibram Kendi, who is one of the scholars who pushes this stuff, right? He was making fun of this that he's making fun of the same tweet that the other guy was making fun of um it's this this uh somebody says oh it's governor ivy k ivy in alabama she tweets we have permanently banned critical race theory in alabama we're focusing on teaching our children how to read and write not hate and so bakari sellers is like critical theory isn't even taught in k-12 but that's not what ibram candy says. right of course says, not permanently banning what they call critical race theory is about the permanent preservation of racism so so which is it which is it like does it not exist or is it racist to ban it and that's why i'm just like this is like this is dumb you know they're not on the same page i mean that's not anything new people on our side aren't either (laughs) but it's it's obviously inconsistent And, and even I they're thought, just playing semantics, like saying just because the school systems and some of them do use CRT in their literature, they will specifically refer to it. Other ones do not, but it's obviously CRT inspired. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just not using I the think, words. <laughs> right, and I, and I think the sleight of hand that they're using right is that uh, is that they act as if we don't teach racism now. We don't teach right. about the. The, you know racism in America's history now, which of course we do. The the problem is, you know, uh, it's federalist system, so each each district teaches it in a different way. Right. And I think some teach it better than others. So you know, like uh like that that thing they were talking about with um uh what not, it wasn't Tuskegee it was uh it was in Tennessee though. What was that horrible incident that from a hundred years ago where they burnt down? <laughs> town of uh do you remember, do you know about this uh was that in tennessee that wasn't in oklahoma oh it was in oklahoma that's right yeah 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 uh what was that called shoot i forgot already it was um, um, i'm lucky i remembered the state yeah 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 was uh, it the tulsa riots the tulsa riots that's right yeah now you know um it was a horrible horrible thing that happened and they're right like it isn't taught at all like i i knew about it because um, I heard about it. And I started looking into it, but now it's kind of getting over taught, at least the yeah, media, right? right. Like everybody is, is pushing it. And so it allows either side to cherry pick whatever yes. they want. And so on the right, we're finding the absolute worst examples of really horrible, stupid, you know, teaching where they they really are making, you know, teaching white people to feel ashamed mm-hmm. of uh, of themselves now for what happened 100 years ago and and it's that's just um but then on the left they're finding examples and the latest one was uh where they were looking on uh the bright side of the holocaust right right <laughs> just stupid but you can see like look i <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with uh, some of these, like the, the way they develop curriculum. And 
I can see how that would happen because what they one of the one of the things they try to teach you in uh, with history curriculum in in uh, high school especially is to see both sides and you you kind of want that you want people to develop that that kind of uh, assessment of things because you don't want things to be one sided right but right. the problem is they'll say we'll we'll do this for everything and they don't think like oh what happens when you do this with right. the holocaust <sighs> then it's a very like oh what was the other side of the holocaust doesn't work but <laughs> but i mean even that is a useful exercise because you want to know why um germany fell for right. the, this this uh uh you know um divisive uh, rhetoric like why is teach, it you know they do it's not, teach that in school yeah I absolutely mean, yeah they should they should, they should because yes want to know how to avoid right. it because right. it's not as if you know hitler snapped his fingers and so. and the German people were perfectly reasonable before and then one day they became right. evil like that's not how it happened there's um, all kinds of other yeah things going on yeah. and 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 so you have to you know study it with the right kind of uh mindset to right. to understand it so that you can avoid it you know in modern day and whatever learn the lessons of it but when when the when you're ham-fisted about actually applying how to do this then it comes off as very stupid which it was can, like you can we just ban everybody talking about it except for condoleezza rice oh i know yeah wasn't that amazing that was amazing yeah she she really got down to the essence of it and i and i think it was very uh just kind of eloquent when she argued it and and you could tell you know you could tell that she was coming at it from a very thoughtful and very um like she, uh, she cared about the issue it wasn't she does like care, and it's personal to her right yeah. i'm not I'm not just going to score political points or whatever right and she won over the audience at the view which is not yeah. a not you easy. know right friendly uh, audience um and even then you had you know joy bihar or whatever yeah. pushback. uh but uh yeah i saw i noticed like whoopi goldberg even before Connelisa started talking when she introduced the thing she was like you know um there's a big debate about critical race theory and whether it belongs in public schools and then she said but i thought that they weren't even teaching it in public <laughs> schools <You know? laughs> Yeah. It's like what? what? Like, yeah. I, I think she's uh, I think she's accidentally watching Fox News and maybe uh, so. Not, yeah, like in a good way, you know. She's right. picking up some good, some good stuff. Yeah, I was I was shocked. It was like whoa. Oh gosh, but just to see Condoleezza Rice go in there and be surrounded by all these harpies that are you know yeah. spouting yeah, yeah. stuff that really aren't facts. It was just like especially that Sunny Hostin. I can't stand her. Yeah, um, yeah, she's terrible. It's yeah. just so speaking with a sense of um like an, atti an attitude that she's just she's got all the facts it's, con it's condescension is what it is that's not based in any kind of reality of her her position is all it's all farcical it's yeah. just it's msnbc claptrap is right. what it is that's just being recycled but to, to see how condoleezza rice responded to it was so inspiring because she just has such command of the facts, <laughs> but she's so gentle in her delivery and yet yeah. very firm that yeah, I was just yeah, like, right. oh, can we have more of that? Can we oh, have right. more of that? And no, not no, we can't. No, we can't. Um, yeah. Just yeah. clapping like seals and screaming yeah. at each other. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's so much of our inner core or uh, not not that our. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely have to edit that one out. <laughs> Wait, you can hear her laughing. I got it. That was bizarre. <laughs> wow, I don't even. I didn't even uh, have any alcohol in me either. That's. I don't know where that, that came. Might, that might be the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah, really I mean, don't I, have any idea what we're talking about now. No, no, me neither. Um, but yeah, so everyone should go check out the Condoleezza Rice thing. It was really, really good. And uh, there was a one, even one of the other women on there wasn't Whoopi. It was a, it was a different host, different co-host. She's like, yeah. Um, I think Joy Behar said like, oh, well, that's stupid. You know, when, when does this actually happen? When is, you know, when are they actually teaching white kids to feel bad? And a, a different co-host came up with like six different yeah, examples. I saw that. Like, I, I don't, know, have I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not a view watcher. So I uh, only I, ever saw it when all of those clips of Megan McCain would go viral and then. Right. I don't know if you saw that she put out, she's putting out a book, but the excerpt from her book came out about all the reasons that she left the view and they were pretty hateful to her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even beyond the, the viral clips that we saw, it seems like a really toxic place to work, especially as a new mother. Yeah. I think the example she gave though, was kind of chintzy though. It was like, uh, she's, she's like, Oh, it's good to be back. She was like gone because she was on, maternity leave or whatever and right said, well i didn't miss you and it's like well oh, no. i don't know if, if you have postpartum she's she talks about her postpartum anxiety and depression mm. and being isolated and stuff oh, sure. yeah yeah i think that I was a pretty hateful thing to say i mean it was obviously she was just trying to joke it off but if you see the clip it was pretty obvious that joy behar oh. was really she meant it and it was oh. obvious to everybody it was like embarrassing oh i didn't see the clip yeah yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I mean she's definitely a mean-spirited, you know, yeah. wench. So I could I could see it, but uh, but yeah, well, we'll see. In any case, um, yeah. So uh, so there's that. You got anything else on your list? Did I bring well, up the Condoleezza Rice thing, or how did we get onto that? Oh, uh, well, was very I, strange. Yeah, I I brought up the um. CRT and how oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. contradict okay. each other and all that stuff. But oh man, I, I think I had a, like a ton of stuff. I can't find it anymore. Okay, well while you're thinking of that, I'm gonna send you a picture and you tell me. This is this just now. as this is just as game of guess what it is. Oh okay. no! Oh, <laughs> you already said that to me. So. Oh no, it's a different one. Oh, it's another one. Oh my god! Wow! Holy <laughs> crap! Okay, I'm beginning to see why why you're terrified by what's being left. Was this on your backyard? Or this was on the backyard. Oh, that is gross. Yes, I know. Some, That's why I took a picture of it. It's definitely some intestines and uh, looks like liver, maybe a lung, um, and uh, maybe part of a tail. I think that's a tail. And then like. The, the chopped up head of a what is it is that a mouse or is it a squirrel i think i think it's a squirrel it looks like a squirrel it looks yeah. like a squirrel to me wow that is gross and it's it's really worse that it's it's so much worse that you're um 
that your concrete there is like very porous. So it is. it's going to be tough to get the blood out of there. <laughs> well, here's the here's the not so um I mean it's it's weird. I've gotten good at getting blood stains off of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> having, uh, there's this neighborhood cat and as her i don't know if it's included in like is there a book about five languages of love of felines because hers is delivering me freshly killed animals she brings me a new animal like like every three days cats the one love language of cats is to leave uh dead things at your at your doorstep yeah um i didn't think um, it would be worse that she left behind something with eyes but somehow it was <laughs> yeah that's pretty uh that's pretty startling i wonder if you you should probably not send it to the papillons papillons if you want i would never you, no don't do that but if they want to request it we'll maybe we'll put it in the extras <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're I gonna mean, put the increasingly macabre pictures yeah, of the this halloween yeah. pet gifts yes yeah. um oh i didn't notice <laughs> That first photo you sent of the cat, he's got he's got the chipmunk in his paws, right? I know. I, oh, I didn't notice that before. Wow, that's creepy. Yes, <laughs> it is. That's great. <sighs> I love it. That's great. Um, yeah. How yeah. could you not? I mean, it's such a cute cat, though. How can he's you? Yeah. Look, here she is. Here she is when she's not eating things. Isn't she cute? Okay, I realize nobody can see this. Yeah. This is not good podcasting. Okay, I'm sorry. This is not, this isn't your cat though, right? It's not my cat. This cat. Cat? Is it just like a neighborhood cat? It belongs to one of my neighbors, but the neighbor recent, the cat's always been an outdoor cat, but she does belong to one of my neighbors, but she stays in the neighborhood and the neighbor recently got a dog. It's a really big dog, and the dog oh, has tried right, to right. kill the cat. Yeah, you mentioned And that. so she doesn't like to go home, and she really likes my backyard. So she sleeps on the back porch, and she hunts in our backyard all day That's long. Great. That's great. Well, I'll keep yeah. sending those because those are getting grosser and grosser. They really are. Day. They are. Happy um, Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. I found, this, I found this one tweet that I thought was really good. Um, from this person, let's see how many retweets it got. Uh, it got 405 retweets, 1,511 likes. Um, just a reminder that the death of Brian Laundrie is not a tragedy. It is a coward's confession. This was not a tragic love story. This was a murder of an innocent woman who wanted to see the world. Hashtag Gabby Petito. And I'm like, they're this shooting is, down something is, that nobody said. Yeah, like nobody, <laughs> nobody <laughs> needs that. this reminder. Nobody on the news is like, oh, this tragic love story. Nobody, literally nobody. <laughs> nobody yeah, <laughs> I hate these things. Like they're so, they're like catnip to people. They can't help it. Like yes, yes. Like it's it's pure, you know. Like uh, what do you, what is that called? Virtue signaling, I guess. Um, but she really told that non-existent person. Yeah, yeah. Well, that non-existent person is probably, you know, um, pushing CRT in the public schools. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, okay, so I was thinking you can you can be racist to um, non-existing entities, right? Because I said, all right, here's the example I came up with. 
I tweeted, it is definitely racist to ban things that don't exist. Like, for instance, when local officials shut down my backyard chupacabra sanctuary, <laughs> right? Like, okay, what if, what if you banned black people from going to places marked off for unicorns? That would be racist. <laughs> How do you even come up with this scenario in your brain? You have to, you know. It's this, it's the the theoretical leads you to knowledge. You can't just you know. Well, that would be racist, right? <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I guess it would be racist to I ban guess it would be. conspiracy, even though it doesn't exist. Right. In the public space. Right. right. So there you go. But it does exist, so we can ban it. <laughs> it's not <Okay>. racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't really have a Halloween report update. None? I did that one week and then I just gave you up on it. You only did two weeks. <laughs> only, yeah, well, there's all only the like ten days left until Halloween. Oh, I know, yeah. It's uh it's coming up pretty quick here. <sighs> um uh, let's see. What else did we have? Uh well what did you think of uh um I so yeah okay so part of the reason that 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 tweet is annoying is because we just even though they found laundries of remains we don't know what happened we don't so we just know that they identified him through dental records yeah so he could have died he could have died in his own hand or it could have been an accident or I doubt it was an accident but we don't yeah. know yeah well I mean I think Gabby Petito killed him but you're such a weirdo. You really are. You should be writing Lifetime movies because that would definitely be a Lifetime plot. Oh, that does sound like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, you're right. What was this? Uh, did you want to talk about the AP story? That kind of got me oh, really. Oh, the AP story was really weird. Yeah. And I, I did write down, I didn't write down the AP story, but I wrote down the Netflix walkout, and it's related to that. Yeah. Because it, did we talk about the David Chappelle thing? I don't remember if we did or not, but apparently there was going, I think we might have talked about it in terms of some of the um, press coverage, but some Netflix employees were planning on staging a walkout because they were angry that Netflix didn't take down the David Chappelle thing. And there were articles that, started getting pretty you know how some of these outlets is pretty much copy and paste yeah. so yeah, yeah, one article had an unsourced person that said a thousand people were going to walk out um right. on this one particular day and then it got repeated over and over and over again it was like tens of people <laughs> it wasn't a lot of yeah. people that walked out in protest and there was a counter protest and the counter protest was really kind of funny because they were just holding up signs that said we like jokes we like to laugh, like things like that, which is the way that you're supposed to respond to this. You know, they're trying to shut down comedy they don't like. You know, you have to poke fun of it. We like jokes. Anyway, there was an AP photographer that took a picture of this person who is a YouTube personality that I'm unfamiliar with. But the AP um, caption um, made it sound like this person was shouting obscenities and harassing these Netflix people when in yeah. fact there was no proof of that happening at all. And then you right. sent the correction right before and the correction was really kind of snarky and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what it, what the um what the thing said is comedian and videographer Vidi Gesualdi screams profanities as he engages with people protesters begging him to leave outside the Netflix building in the Hollywood section of Los Angeles. Critics and supporters of Dave Chappelle's Netflix special and its anti-transgender comments gathered outside of the com- company's offices Wednesday uh, with Trans Lives Matter and free speech is a right. <laughs> Wait, oh, free speech is a right among their competing messages. Okay. But this, like, this is one of those times where it doesn't seem like it could be accidental. It it's not. Like it was very purposeful it was. because that you would have to take this exact photo where it appears as if he's yelling at them, like like but, screaming profanities and yes. whatever. When there's got to be thirty other photos that this person took of where course. it doesn't look like that, but this is the one, right? Right. And and so the one of the you you posted this uh i forget who it was jesse single he's oh um, yeah who's he with he has a podcast it's actually pretty popular he's a liberal actually oh wow oh okay well good for him yeah that's that's cool he's really been kind of on the forefront of some of this media coverage especially of trans issues and he's been attacked pretty vociferously from the left yeah oh well then i'll follow him sounds good (laughs) Uh, so, but he pointed out, he showed how deceptive this was because there's other photos where, or if you look at it from a different angle, it, you can tell like, his hands are up in a defensive fashion, right. not in a like, aggressive fashion. But that's the way this one photo from this one perspective seems to make it. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, you know, other times I think... The reaction is is kind of crazy, like it's a little too conspiracy theory. But this one is like, no, this AP person really seemed like he was out to smear this guy. Yeah. It's just I don't see how else you could uh, you could see it, you know. So yeah, here is the uh, correction. So Vito, um, how big is he? Oh, he's got twenty eight thousand. That's pretty good followers on Twitter. Uh, I guess he's like a YouTube guy. But he posted the correction. Here's the correction. Corrects caption to remove reference to Gisaldi using profanities, which he did not do at the moment the image was made. Also removed references to protesters being peaceful because one protester destroyed his sign. Yeah, it's kind of like it does seem like it's like a little bitchy. Like like yeah, it's like, that. oh, we got, you know, you, you caught, caught on to what we're doing. So who's this deal? It's Damien Devorgenes. What a jerk. Um, yeah, you know, I've seen this. I've actually noted this in uh, in the AP and the Getty images. I think a lot of their photographers are are liberal because there's there's tons of photos of Republicans and Trump supporters where they look really dumb. Like they catch them at just the right moment where they look goofy or they look dumb you know but not with democrats with democrats like they take they take and photographers can do this right of course Um, they can because they're like sorcerers they're evil sorcerers is what (laughs) they are they can make you look good and they can make you look bad and i've noted that many of the many of the republican photos look pretty terrible and many of the democrat ones look look as good as you can you know like somebody Kamala Harris looks stupid all right. the time, but oh my gosh, she's her. crazy! What is going on? Did they 
did they do something? They gave her some kind of therapy or something, and it made her extremely <laughs> fake. I think, like, overexposure I to Biden? I don't know. Maybe he's sucking the life out of her because I don't he's know what's going on, but she's getting funnier yeah. and funnier in an unintentional you know, I, way. I think she's always been this awkward, right? Like because I, I noted that with her, she always seemed fake and kind of uh, kind of hokey. I get the sense that she really is like this hard, you know, this 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 hard ass kind of like wanting to put people in jail and in prison and whatever. And now she's trying to be a chummy politician. Oh, and but it's, it's not so bad. It's so, so so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah, All right, like, so we we had the whole thing where she was talking um, in a really weird affect to a bunch of children yeah. about oh, space and we later okay. found out that these children were actors. <laughs> were actors they had to hire these children to stand there while she she spoke at them about space in a really she's like, like, she's like yelling at them hysterical manner it's like she saw a couple of episodes on pbs and thought that she was going to do her own like mr rogers thing yeah. Or reading Rainbow, like she's trying to relate to the children in a really motivational way, and it just comes across as um, not that. And so yesterday there was this video going around of her bursting into the room. <laughs> it was supposed to be a surprise party oh, right, for her, right. yeah. and she walks into the room and says, "Surprise!" <laughs> you got it backwards, lady. <laughs> supposed to be a surprise for you now we all know that you knew and it's just awkward um yeah i mean she could have you know seen that it was a surprise no it did look stupid yeah it looked pretty dumb um uh yeah oh man i really wanted to find the kids video because that was just hilarious i mean they really look creeped out by her they do (laughs) and it's even funnier now that we know that they're actors and they still look creeped out because they're hired to be there and just act like kids, but even they're, they're like, what That's the? What, what is saying. this? <laughs> even the actors couldn't keep the confusion off their face. It's, it's just awful. Yeah, like we we were making fun of it before before they said they revealed that they yes. were actors, right? And then we so then we find out they're actors. He makes it even better. <laughs> but yeah, she's and we, so you can tell like you you can tell with these people you can tell with people kids are really good because you can tell when people have been around kids and they know how to act around them and she clearly hasn't because she creeps she creeps them out and she doesn't know how to talk to them weird like she's never talked to children right oh that's just great yeah that was awesome um yeah, that's one where I, I just don't have a problem making people making fun of her because she's so goofy. It's but so awkward. Yeah, and and her polling shows it too. I mean, Democrats don't like her. Like yeah. she, she is there only because um um they wanted to get the black vote and that's how they thought they would get it. But I don't think that gets it for them. Well, not anymore. I think when she was new and it was just like, oh, well, she's just a, you know, she's the right skin color, then everything's great. But now that they've gotten to know her, they're like, oh, what the hell is this? It's so bad because every time they bring her out, she does something that causes a problem, whether it's (laughs) talking about not going to the border um, or it's 
it's talking in a weird way to children or surprising other people for her surprise birthday party or what was the other one that she did that was really weird oh where she went to visit the university and she talked about your truth with that student that was talking about um israeli terrorists and stuff (laughs) every time they let her out um in front of cameras she's doing something that's newsworthy in in a bad way yeah um i don't know how they fix that what what a great what a great like uh situation they're in like they've got this you know uh desiccated corpse of a president who can barely talk and dawdling around and making mistakes and whatever and then they've got her who's young yes and but she's so dumb she just screws everything up this is supposed to be the heir apparent isn't it like she's waiting in the wings to run next time that's just wow yeah there's a poll that says that um a majority of americans you know say she's not ready for it that they don't want her to be president so it's uh yeah it's not good and the thing is those kinds i don't know those polls aren't really meaningful really because we're so polarized that like we're, we're at 50 50 all the time anyway so it right. just just takes very little to swing uh to swing us into you know a majority of americans headlines but still it's not good for them no. and it's not good for biden and uh um you know he's arguing he's arguing that the economy is pretty good because it was in a very bad place but but I mean, that would have happened anyway. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, if it, the the minor improvement in the economy, you can't really credit him for it. Um, I don't think it's fair to credit him with, with how terrible it is either, because you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and blah right. blah blah. Whatever. <clears throat> a lot of those policies were put into place during Trump's uh, time anyway. Um, I think we probably would have been more open had he stuck around but uh you know had the election not been stolen from him but apart from that (laughs) other than that yeah um but uh but anyway yeah but like that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles if you're a president like you have to you're gonna get the credit for good things whether you deserve them or not but you also have to take the blame for bad things whether you deserve or not and that's kind of that's kind of where we're at you know yeah. um there's good things in the economy but there but it's pretty sluggish and then supply chain stuff is really bad you know if you go if you go along with what scott linscom is saying then this isn't really you know biden's fault but it's the democrats fault over right. the last you know three decades that have instituted these policies that make us less efficient one of them really quickly because we should probably finish up but one of them that i just remembered was really cool he said that the way around um these a-hole longshoremen uh, in the cranes is that some of these places actually have um uh, like uh, automated cranes where they don't even have a driver they just they're just huh. robots they you know and the i guess the truck drivers just love them because they go over they get oh, it very easily yeah. they, they don't have away. to deal with they anybody obstructing yeah. them yeah 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 um but there's regulations against that yeah so you know i i just get the sense that what made me happy about that podcast is it just showed how technology the advance the technology technological advancements that we make like they're just naturally anti-union <laughs> right <laughs> so uh, that makes me happy because i think there's gonna be like there's more uh, the best the best example is um is the gig economy 
you know, the unions are trying yeah. to shut it down. Yes. Because there's so many people who are now working on their own, working, you know, uh, um, just for fun or whatever, just because they need extra extra money. Look, there's going to be some people where it's not a good relationship because they're desperate and they're they're you know making very little money off of Uber or whatever, and that's their last ditch effort to make yeah. money. Like that, that's going to happen. But there's also tons of people who are making side money off these side right. gigs, and they're doing great, and they want to keep doing that. And they're and in charge of their time. So they, they're they in charge. Right. They're in charge of their destiny. They're in charge. Yes. Their time and it's part of the free market and it's wonderful. And who wants to shut it down? The unions. The unions. They don't. Why? Why do they want to shut it down? Because if you're forced to work for an uh, for a worker as an employee, then they can uh, they can force you into a union and extract right. dues from you, and they can pressure your uh, employer to do what they want. It's more power for them, and and that's why they're against it. And right. so that's why overall, like I'm kind of. I'm kind of uh, optimistic because I think there's always just going to be technological advances that that are uh, battling back against the you know centralization and the control of the government that the unions want. Um, but uh, but yeah, and uh, as long as you're putting your ketchup on your corn cob fingers, corn corn, <laughs> corn nut, what is it? Corn candy corn candy corn corn nuts. Corn nuts, whatever. Do you like corn nuts? Corn I nuts do like corn nuts. I don't like them. I choke on them. So. Choke <laughs> <laughs> on everything. Have I ever choked on corn nuts? You're I think I have choker. a long time ago. I've cho- I'm a chalker. Remember mm-hmm. when you said a chalker? Yeah. You're a chalker. I am a. Uh, You're a almost. chalker from way back. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll try to uh, have a Halloween update for next uh, next week. But okay. uh, So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? You can find me at Jessica Headings. I'll be watching Hallmark Christmas movies because it's Christmas season now. Did you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Hobag Hobag Christmas movie season. It's great. Uh, you can find me at the raccoon at the tortoise. Raccoon at the tortoise. That makes me so happy. I feel like if I ever feel bad, I'm just going to say raccoon tortoise. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. All right. All right. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Anything? Anything else? I don't think I have anything yeah. other than more cat pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> See that? You can stuff that in your rectum. And you sound like you got oh, you were like lying. you were so corn cob stuck up your ass. Whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa. And you're gone.